Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we promised we'd have a lot of Twins talk today, and why not? The team's in first place playing very, very well there in Kansas City. We'll have that game right here on WCCO Radio this afternoon. Derek Falvey joins us right now. Sid, do you have a question for Mr. Falvey? Mr. Falvey, are you going to make any deals? You know, the three closers that you traded are doing fantastic. The guy with uh, Oakland, the guy with Washington, and the guy with Oakland and Washington and uh, Houston. You could use one of those closers, but you need a closer in the worst way. And good morning. And good morning, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) And good morning to you guys, too. (laughs) You know, I I, uh, I said I appreciate the question, uh, as always. You know, I think we we continue to focus on ways to to go and improve this club. You know, I think that I I truly believe a lot of that improvement comes from what's within that clubhouse right now. I think we've seen some really good steps from some of our young guys. Uh, guys getting experience in some big games, you know, no, no bigger than that 17 inning game we had here against Boston, having the bullpen have to really anchor anchor the end of that game and a lot of innings and and came through in a big way for us. So we'll continue. The reality is the trade market and things like that and changes don't really heat up until July. We all we all know that uh, that part of the business. But I would say that uh, our group continues to be focused on ways to get our guys better. Boy, you got a lot of players beat up. We got we we do have a few guys beat up right now, no question. You know, I, I think the last couple of days we've had some come up, come from behind character building wins in many ways. And uh, when you have when you look at our position player group, you know, Scope wasn't available, just dealing with that uh, for, for one day. Garver down as well, and then obviously with guys like Buxton and Gonzalez and Adrianza not on the team right now, we're playing at a little bit less than full strength. But no one makes excuses. You know, this is a team that steps up and. and the next guy needs to come up big and give us a big hit. Jake Cave, who started off struggling in his most recent assignment to the big leagues, comes up big for us yesterday. Miguel Sano, who's had some struggle at different times, comes up big for us the night before and, and then leads off the game yesterday. So I just think each guy needs to approach the park each night and knowing they've got to do their job. And if they do, we'll put ourselves in a good position to, to win. We'll lose some games for sure, but I, I think that uh, we'll put ourselves in a, a chance to compete through the ninth inning every night. Obviously, Cody Allen is the latest addition, and uh, uh, he, a name familiar with tw- for Twins fans from the days in Cleveland with Anaheim. Now you released and you put him in, you him to a minor league deal. Can you explain uh, what that means and what you see? I mean, how heavily do you scout him? What, what do you see when you make that decision? Anytime you get uh, the chance to to deepen your minor league group and, and give yourself some options, you know, it's it's really in our minds an, uh, an upside move that has. Uh, relatively low risk in it because what we what we identify is I know the kid I, I know Cody as well as anybody this is a competitor this is a, uh, a guy with a great mindset he's closed a lot of games he's pitched in a World Series you know he's he's been somebody who was relied on and and I thought firsthand how he responded to those pressures he's a you know, a competitor and I think that he's gotten a little bit off track certainly and and you look at 
his pitches and what has changed and maybe some things mechanically that can be altered. So all of those things go into the mix and, and Wes Johnson and, and I talked about it as well as some of our other pitching folks and, and our, our, our group in the front office and felt like this was a good opportunity. He had choices to go to other places and felt like this is a place where we, we knew we'd invest in him, give him a chance to continue to make those improvements. And then we'll track how it goes over the, the next few weeks. And hopefully he can, he can become an option for us as we get deeper into the season. Derek, a quick injury update. Uh, is it accurate to project that Buxton may indeed be back in the lineup on Tuesday? And any word yet on the uh, blister that uh, that caused Barrios to leave the game yesterday? Yeah, so Byron continues to improve uh, each and every day. I think that wrist soreness, we, we tried for a couple of days just to see if it would get an, uh, playable enough before we had to put him on the DL to retroactively date that a few days so as not to lose too many days on the on the IL placement. But we ended up putting him on the IL and, and then letting him rest it a little bit more. He started doing some swinging activity over the last few days. He's hitting in a cage. Uh, I heard from Kansas City that he continues to feel better each day. So we'll make a call. But I do anticipate he'll be coming off the uh, the injured list here, uh, pretty close to the end of his 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 his, uh, his end of this day. Uh, in terms of Jose Barrios, we took him off the uh, we took him out of the game yesterday with a, a small blister issue. I think that you know pitchers go through these, especially when you're dealing with some of those hot conditions as it was yesterday in Kansas City. I think they caught it early enough where we don't think this will pose much of an issue going forward. But we'll evaluate him over the next couple of days. You got a long list of players. That will David made a list of long list of players. They either go on a forty mile roster, or they are subject to the Rule Five deal. What do you do about all the players? Where do you get minor league players? Yeah, that's a, that's a good problem to have for us. You know, that means that we have a deep minor league system that we know we need to protect potentially from the Rule 5. You know, every team that gets into a position where you're uh, you're losing some players through the Rule 5 or you feel you're on the edge, uh, that means your system's so deep that, that, that you don't necessarily have the roster spot and opportunity for them. So uh, we feel like we've got a group. We have some certainly some guys that will enter free agency on the major league side that opens up some slots, but I, I like the minor league group we have coming. I think young young pitchers like Jorge Alcala or uh, Joan Duran that have joined the likes of other guys coming up. We've added some of those those pitchers already to the roster. Guys like Devin Smeltzer uh, and and even Sean Poppin the other day. You know what he we think he's done over the last month to continue to get better. So we feel we've added a lot to our forty man roster. We've added a lot to our minor league system in terms of depth. That also helps us in trades. It's never easy to trade away young talent, but we know that's part of the business if you're trying to get your major league team better. Under the category of another good problem to have, but one worth uh, considering, you know, Tom Kelly can give a lot of advice on this one. Um, you're going to have some guys in the All-Star game for sure. It's the first-time All-Stars. And he always said you got to be careful of the All-Star effect, meaning don't let their minds drift too much, particularly when it's their first one in the All-Star game and, and, and the hangover that comes from that. Uh, I, I know that's a little bit abstract and out there, but when you talk to Tom Kelly, that's something you need, really need to be aware of as your team has success is that kind of attention that they're getting. Yeah, no, no doubt. I think it's it's both attention and the realities of that weekend uh, and, and the rest that you try and get guys to get around it. I think most players on a team who aren't on the All-Star team, you know, they take those days to kind of recharge the batteries for a, for an important stretch run going into the, into the second half. And I think that guys who go to those games, whether they're participating in the home run derby or playing or pitching in the game, it definitely disrupts a little bit of that routine and that opportunity. So we, we already are planning. We, we know there's going to be a few guys with uh, the way we've played and the way these players have played and a credit to them that they're going to represent us 
uh, well down in Cleveland, I'm sure, during the All-Star festivities. But we want to make sure that any of those guys that go, we are very prepared as to what they're thinking about and preparing for going in and then what it looks like on the back end, both from, as you said, Mike, a mindset standpoint, but also from a physical standpoint. It's amazing. A year ago, you had all those free agents who no longer are with you, a lot of them out of, not at baseball. Now this year, you can get the outstanding free agents. How do you account for the difference in these two years? Well, I think, you know, this year, you know, just speaking to the guys we have in the clubhouse right now, I think it's a combination of everything. You know, health is a big part of things. It always is every year. And I think our guys, for the most part, have stayed healthy. It's a great mix of, of guys we've brought into the clubhouse from Jonathan Scope to Nelson Cruz, Martin Perez, Marwin Gonzalez, among others. You know, Blake Parker, these guys have all been uh, well-traveled, been in different spots, have experienced playoff baseball. And, you know, I think going back a year, certainly some guys underperformed or struggled. I think, you know, guys like Lance Lynn have really rebounded uh, this year to go on to to continue to pitch the way, and I'm I'm really happy for him to go in that direction. But I think that for, for this year, you know, we just focus on what our guys are doing right now, put themselves in the best position to be successful. We feel we've added and surrounded our, our current young group of players with the right kinds of guys going forward. And, and uh, I'm, I'm proud of what we've accomplished today, but we got a lot of work left. Well, before Sid wraps it up, there is a chance you just got smarter uh, from one year to the other. Especially after listening to Sid for a couple of years. Sid's <laughs> <laughs> influence is yeah, uh, The, the Hartman influence rises again. It takes about a year. It's, it's, it's a proven fact. <laughs> Sid, go ahead. Derek Crowley, always a pleasure to have you on the show, and we'll get you a, a certificate to merge the Vesak House in town. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Have a great Sunday. Thanks, All right, Derek. start filming again. Remember, uh, twins are on here in this radio station this afternoon from Kansas City. We'll be back. We're going to talk golf with Hollis Kavner, and then uh, PJ Fleck will join us in about fifteen minutes to talk golf or football. That's what lies immediately ahead on the Sports Huddle with Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, next we talk to Hollis Kavner. Always a treat to talk to Hollis. And Hollis, uh, why don't you give us a, an update on how the golf course is coming around and uh, what? Uh, are there any more names that could possibly come or is the list pretty well set? No, actually, we've still got some more names that uh, we're expecting. Uh, Snedeker's got hotel rooms and stuff booked, and, and uh, you know, everybody loves Snedeker. And, um, you know, they've got uh, – we're still waiting to hear back from Gary Woodland. He had uh, – before he won the open, yeah. before he won the open, he had talked. Uh, we met with him, and he'd said that he was le- leaning towards coming. And uh, now we're just kind of seeing what's going on after after he's uh, doing show after show after show in New York. And <laughs> <laughs> anybody whose name rhymes with goods, yeah, <laughs> no, that it doesn't look good for us with with Tiger. He's uh, he says he's taking the month off to be, and he's got his kids for a month. So he's going to take his kids and do it, and you know, just be with them, and 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 says, "I need a break," and and he's taking it, and uh, says he's going to do nothing but you know, hang out with it with his with his children. So, you know, you can't fault the guy for that. So, as much as I'd love to have him, but I've we've tried really hard, you know, and yeah, well, maybe next so, year, right? Absolutely, you know, he you know, says he said he likes what we do, so. And he likes our event, so I, you know, we we got a we've got a chance for him in the future, and and uh, uh, I think I think you know also with all these good, the big names coming now, they tell each other, you know, hey, this is when you you want to go to, and you can't miss, and things like that. So, I, uh, you know, the, it, we've got a great field as it is, but it's going to get better and better. So, yeah. and I'm, you know, but we're we're very happy where we're at right now today. Uh-huh. You know, it, 
there was no more if there's no more people that came in the tournament, we'd be thrilled. Yeah, how about the honest. course conditions right now? Is it everything you want it to be? Does rain have a lot to do with it? What? You know, it's actually I'm kind of glad for the rain uh, uh, from our side to keep the golf to keep the amount of play down from members. <laughs> That'll make you popular. About that angle, tell Jesse he can't come out. Yeah. So you know, it's a uh, so from from my side, I, I like it when they're not out here playing because the course just gets uh, nicer and nicer when with, without any uh, without any hacks out on it. Uh, but I've um, uh, you know, I, I, it's in good shape. Uh, the greens are getting we're getting them hard and fast like we want. Uh, I know it's it's going to play great. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I had uh, Lumpy came out and played a few days ago and played from the back tees and 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 came in and, and made the comment. He said, "This is all the golf you ever want." <laughs> so, uh, how it, did you get started with all these golf tournaments you have right now? How did that, uh, that all happen? And how many do you have right now? Well, we're we're up to eight now, Sid. But you know, actually, if, if it wasn't for some people here in Minnesota, uh, you know, Ralph Burnett and uh, Peggy and uh, so, and, and, Dar and, Reedy, uh, yeah, and I'll be honest with you, reading Jane McKenzie uh, had as much to do with it as anybody in the world. Uh, you know, down at Hazel Team, um, and I feel bad for them this week. I, I wish they had go away for them because I tell you, they've got a great event down there, and I, we were hoping that they would have a great week and of weather and every. You know, you never want anybody to have a week like like they've had. And uh, but yeah, reading read uh, McKenzie and Jane back in the '91 U.S. Open and stuff like that. Were in Urfish. They were huge, huge help for me, and and uh, and help get us started. And you know, otherwise, you know, uh, we just we wouldn't be doing what we're doing today. Quite honestly, you know, I was looking at the list of players, and one name that nobody talks about is really a fun golfer is Victor Hovland. Uh, with all the Norwegians you got here in Minnesota, I think there may be a lot of people following him. He's a hot rising name. Hey, I'll tell you what, I I picked four kids off the that that you know I do two college tournaments also. Uh, said that that uh, and that and the reason we do the college tournaments, quite honestly, is just to get to know the young guys coming out out in college. So we've got two of the best college tournaments. We got the, the one at Augusta is ours, and also the one at the Floridian is ours. And Victor Hovland won um, won my event in in uh, uh, Florida, and then I had a uh, uh, Matt Wolf, uh, who's who virtually uh, uh, it's going to be a t- toss up between who's the best between those two. Uh, Wolf and Hovland. I mean, Hovland's U.S. Amateur champion. Uh, Matt Wolf is a, a NCAA champion. These kids are so good; it's unreal. They could win this week. It's it, they they have that kind of talent, and they they hit it. Uh, Matthew Wolf is probably going to be the longest guy on tour, and and over Cameron Champ and everybody else. I mean, they they, they hit it so far now. To it's a joke, you know. This, uh, Matthew Wolf, he's going to be playing here also. Victor and, and Matthew played college together at Oklahoma State. And uh, like I say both of them won college events of mine, uh, but they, they're just the nicest young guys. They laugh, joke, have a great time out on the golf course, and and are fun to be around. But you know Matthew Wolf hits it three thirty something in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Johnny talking, Bench can't even do that at the tournament. No, no, Bench couldn't do it on his third shot. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> well, hey, by the way, Johnny's coming up. He's going to be here with us. He's uh. He's, he's, he's coming up. To, he wants to see the event. He's coming. He's coming up to go to the Zach Brown concert with us. That makes sense. He's yeah. a huge. He's a huge Zach Brown band fan, and so he's going to come up and do the, do that and do some stuff with the uh, with our uh, military outpost and the Wounded Warriors and stuff that we're we're, we're hosting out here. We've got like five hundred military a day that we're taking care of, paying for all their food and drinks, and taking you know taking great care of them. 
you know, for thank you know for the service they do, and it's so JB's helping me with that. And uh, it's funny, he went to the uh, Mauer, wanted him to come to yeah. his retirement deal, and of course, you know, Bench comes shows up in a three M open hat, which I was I, <laughs> I just conveniently handed him as I dropped him off. Yeah. <laughs> Hollis, you, you can smell that one a mile away. <laughs> Hollis, I think Sid's got a final question. Go ahead, Sid. How do you make the connection you make with all these golfers? You know, Sid, I, I I think a lot of it is to do the fact that we do the college tournaments and stuff, and we're out here, you know, we make a point of being out on tour all the time. I mean, I, I you know, with, when you run this many events, you get to know the guys pretty well, and, and they get to see how you, how our company runs events versus other companies. And, you know, nobody else on tour is even close. I think that our closest competitor has two events on tour. You know, we're at eight. And so the, the players the players get to see us a lot, and, and, and they know that, uh, we, 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 you know, we help them with all kinds of things. Any, anything they ask for, they know that we're going to give them and take care of them with it, it, within reason, you know, and, and that means a lot to them. It, they, they, you know, they're, you know, like a lot of the guys are bringing their families here and stuff and, you know, they, they want to come, you know, a lot of it's, you know, for the concerts and stuff we're doing with the fireworks and all the other stuff, you know, that big massive fireworks display we're doing on the fifth with Zach Brown. You know, all the guys are like, "Hey, I want I want to bring my family up, see this, be a part of the weekend," and 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 that's that's kind of how we do it every at all of our events is is really try to blow it out and have fun with them and and make sure they understand this is this is a fun event and that we're that they're going to be taken care of like no you know like nobody else does on tour. How so, they, yeah, we got to check in with you next week again, probably. I'd love to. And and hey, by the way, we we got uh, Zach Brown Band allowed us to sell some tickets. To the public uh, for a donation. You don't just you don't buy the You make a donation to our charity, and the money goes to uh, like the, you know, the Masonic Children's Hospital and and stuff like that. Uh, it's really needed of Zach to do it and the charity to do it. But uh, you know, I'm giving it a plug here. But this is a good way for us to raise some money for the Masonic Children's Hospital, uh, and people get to go see Zach Brown Band. So um, and the and the golf tournament. So. Um, you know, hope, uh, hopefully you guys will be out here with us, Sid. I'm, I'm, I'm counting on you. Oh, are you out, kidding okay? me? You'll be dancing <laughs> in the front row. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm not letting you up on stage now. I've seen, I've seen, you, I've seen how you dance. I can dance. <laughs> Sounds great, Sid. Hollis <laughs> Kavner, hold on. We need your address. We're going to send you a murder certificate. Thank you very much for being on the air. All right. Thanks, Sid. Great talking to you, buddy. All right. That's Hollis Kavner. Back with more after this, and then P.J. Fleck in about four or five minutes. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. We are back. It's good to talk to P.J. Fleck. Uh, they've had a nice uh, run of uh, recruiting uh, for future years. He cannot talk about individuals, but the trend and the numbers are looking good, and Sid is standing by with his written list of questions. Sid, say good morning to P.J. Fleck. P.J. Fleck, how many camps morning, do you uh, run beside your own hair, and do you normally find some pretty good players in those camps? We do. We, we put a lot of value and a lot of stock into camps. Uh, June is our busiest month now. The way the rules have changed, the way recruiting is with the official visits plus camp, uh, we need to be able to see players at camp. And when we see them at camp, we verify everything that you hear and see on film. And there's a lot of recruiting mistakes made because nobody gets a chance to see them live. And uh, we get a chance to go all over the country um, with a lot of our, you know, our donors and uh, a lot of our supporters providing opportunities for us to be able to do that, to hit so many camps, sometimes three camps in one day, depending where I'm going. And uh, It's valuable. 
And uh, we've had 11 commitments in five days, working on number 12 here. Um, and it just shows uh, the power of what Minnesota can be, especially when we have these summer official visits. Did you find new players in last year's camps? Oh, yeah. I found players in last year's camps a year before. Uh, been a head coach seven years now. Our staff has found players at every camp we've been to. We continue to go back to the areas that we feel very comfortable about, um, the type of players and people that uh, we want representing the University of Minnesota uh, in academically, athletically, socially, spiritually, and you got to go around to find them. It's not just about in-state talent. It's about finding uh, it all over the country, especially in the places where we know our brand is incredibly incredibly big and powerful. And these, these, I'm telling you, these June, these summer visits have have changed the game for us in a lot of ways because I think – these young people can come to Minnesota, experience one of the best summers, the best summer climate in the country. When you're talking about, um, you know, with our lakes and the environment and the city and all the things that are around here, um, they get to see what Minnesota is all about, especially in the summertime. So, <laughs> yeah, especially uh, we, when you tell them it's always like this, right? <laughs> uh, I tell you what, that's yeah, it's always like this. Yeah, I wish that we could say that. Um, but the one thing that's beneficial is there's four seasons. You know, uh, Minnesotans love their weather. Uh, we love the four seasons. We're Midwest people as well. Most of our staff is as well. And, and uh, it's, it's nice to be able to show off because everybody talks about, you know, three, four months out of the year here in Minnesota, like a northern city has with snow and cold. But there's also some beautiful times of year. And it's nice to be able to show those off to our recruits. You certainly are finding a lot of recruits on the 20 year class and the 21 class. Yeah, our 2020 class is um, is taking shape. I mean, we're almost done, to be honest with you, uh, with numbers. And then, you know, we already have three commitments for 2021. Uh, our players have done a great job of hosting these young people, these recruits. And, you know, we've been able to get some dynamic ones. Um, and again, you know, Rashad Bateman, he was just started out as a three-star. and Look at what he's going to become. And we are a developmental program. You know, we might get some guys that uh, we've seen live who we know are going to be four-star type guys or we know they're going to be NFL draft picks and we feel like we can be able to get them early, develop them and then uh, go from there. PJ, who decides who gets invited to those camps and does every top player in the country, is it almost uh, uh, mandatory that they go to these camps or uh, what's the dividing line? Well, the, the camps are beneficial for both parties. One, Hey, anytime things that benefit both parties, uh, you know, we're all in favor of that. So, one, it benefits the players because they don't have to leave their city to go to a camp and be looked at by 50 Division One head coaches or different coaches or different teams that are there, sometimes even more at these mega camps. So they can pay $60, $70 and all of a sudden get looked at by 50 schools. I mean, that's incredible for parents. That saves parents a lot of money. Um, so that's that's beneficial. That uh, There's so many eyes on that, on that, that, that person. Um, and then, you know, for us, we get to be able to do the same thing. You know, we can go in one spot and see a thousand kids at one camp. I mean, that's beneficial for us, especially when there's morning sessions of a thousand players and then an afternoon session of a thousand players. And we might only be looking at 10 to 20 of them. Um, uh, but there's, there's a lot of players that you can be able to, to, uh, to be able to evaluate. And then we also have our camps on campus because I think it's very critical to get the players you're very interested in on campus at some point whether that's for the June official visits or the camps during June. PJ, we don't want to get you in, in trouble with the NCAA, but uh, I know how to phrase this question. Twice you've mentioned you look all around the country. At least two of the, the recruits so far come from Europe. How do you find 
places in in Europe. Uh, I mean, how, how do you find these kids? Well, there, there's certain services that these people, these young people in Europe, uh, connect with, and then they bring them over to the states and do kind of a camp circuit. Because there's, you know, Penn State had some players that from Germany last year, I think it was. Uh, there's a lot of players that come down from Canada. Uh, you know, football is a global sport. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of players, even international, that are very talented that sometimes get overlooked. So, um, you know, some of these services, we, you know, that bring players over, we've gotten to be able to know who they are and, and uh, been able to get to some of the camps that these players are going to be at because whether they're, you know, uh, whether they're American or whether they're international student athletes, you know, we want to be able to find the best ones. And uh, it just happens that we're going to have some international students possibly. So uh, we're very excited about that to be able to create opportunities for even the international student athletes who uh, can experience football over here. You only have 12 seniors on this team. Boy, that's amazing. Yeah, we only have 12 seniors this year. Next year, again, it, it, sounds, it sounds like a broken record, but it's true. Uh, we're only going to have about 11 seniors. So we're still, again, 80% of this team is freshmen, freshmen and sophomores. Uh, we're very excited about our future and future meaning now. You know, I mean, we're really excited about this team. This team is working incredibly hard uh, on the field and off the field. We just set a record spring semester of a GPA. Um, you know, I mean, this team has a cumulative GPA of 3.17, you know, um, of, of the whole deal. And, you know, they had a 3.20 fall semester, which was a record. Now they have a 3.17 spring semester, which is when we take a lot of harder classes, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, this, this this team is really coming together. I like how they're becoming a team. I like the leadership of this team. Um, and I'm really excited for the fall, not only for the fall, but for the future. What's the most important thing that they can do in the, in the off season for not just a college football player, but give advice to any high school player as well. If you want to get better in those six months between whatever it was in your next practice, what's the most important thing you can do? Well, I think a lot of people, especially around camp time, um, Mike, is that they compare themselves to everybody else they go around against and they compare themselves to everybody they go against and who they're competing with. I, I think that's one of the worst things you can do. Uh, I think what you need to be able to do is compare yourself to yourself yesterday comparatively to today and do everything you can to be better today than you were yesterday. And that, that's all you can focus on, whether it's one skill set, whether it's um, you know one piece of footwork, whether it's catching the ball, whether it's uh, something in your academics. Just be better a little bit today more than you were yesterday. And, and too many people when you get into especially these camps and you got these high school kids working on getting scholarships, plus being able to connect with their team, work on being and comparing yourself to yourself, not other people. I think that's one of the best pieces of advice. The other piece of advice I'd, I'd say is, you know, do a lot, you know, do a lot in terms of with your team. Don't just focus on you and go to these camps just for you and isolate yourself from your team. Be around your team. Go to team camps. Go to seven-on-seven tournaments. Um, be around your team. Enjoy summer. You know, get get guys together. Go to pools and and go to the lake and, and do what you can to be able to connect with each other to form that team camaraderie that you know you're going to have to have in the fall. Because it doesn't matter how good you are as individuals. What matters is how good you are as, as a team. And uh, the more time you spend together, the better you're going to be. PJ, everybody's got video of themselves, and you've got your list. Do you ever get an unsolicited video, you or some of your staff, somebody you never heard of, and you put it in, you look at it and go, this, might, this guy might, might be worth looking at. Absolutely. Uh, I'll be honest. That happens more than you, more than you think. Um, we get a lot of unsolicited videos because of, you know, the way that people can send things on Twitter or Facebook or instant, 
messaging. And all of a sudden, you just get some random number that has this clip, and you look into it, and the kid's a good player, and then you give it to your recruiting department, and then they look into it. Next thing you know, the kid's at camp and, and um, has a chance, you know. And so that happens a lot. For the most part, I'd probably say 90% we know about. Um, but, again, when it starts to kind of come through and those diamonds in the rough, some surprises, uh, a lot of them come from maybe different areas that we don't necessarily recruit heavily. Um, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, let's say you get a, you get a tape from Denver, Colorado. We don't have a coach just specifically recruiting Denver, Colorado. So sometimes that just kind of gets sent to you and you're like, Hey, listen, well, this kid's good enough. Now we have somebody recruiting Denver, Colorado for this high school and this young man. So I think that's how it works. What about registered freshmen? Were there any players that got into four games last year and uh, really impressed you? Well, yeah, I think Braylon Oliver is ready to be able to step into some roles. You know, Bray Brevin Span Ford is ready to step into some, some roles from St. Cloud. Uh, I think a lot of people are really excited about him. You know, he came in at 222 pounds, and now he's 270. Um, you know, he's 6'7", 270, and everybody didn't know if he'd gain the weight, be big enough. Now he's one of the most athletic and one of the biggest athletes we have. Um, when you look at Curtis Dunlap Jr., our right guard, um, you know, he's a guy that I'm really excited about who's a redshirt freshman. and you know, we can go on and on about the freshmen and the redshirt freshmen. Some of the new incoming freshmen, I think people are really going to be excited about. There's a young man by the name of James Gordon, um, DJ Gordon, um, comes to us from Florida, and he's a linebacker. I think people are really going to like him and his athleticism, his toughness, his maturity. Um, you know, Tyler Newbin, the corner from, from St. Charles, Illinois, uh, people are going to be excited about. Cam Wiley, the running back from Las Vegas, Nevada. When people see him, I mean, he is a very impressive young man, you know, uh, just in how he handles himself, but also the way he looks. I mean, he's six, two and a half, 200 pounds, and he's a true freshman. Uh, I can go on and on about a lot of those guys. Some of them came in January, but I know a lot of people are going to be very excited about this class. They should be, um, and uh, we are as well. P.J. Fleck, I want people to know, you want people to know, there's a lot of great, good t- ticket plans, a lot cheaper than last year. They're going to have a great year. You better get your tickets. And you, PG, Tim Murray loves it when you come in there and we want you to get a marriage certificate. Thank you very much for being on our show. I appreciate it, guys. Enjoy your Sunday. Row the boat, sky him out, go go for it. It's hard for you to say, row the boat. What about? There you go. You got to row the boat for Harper this morning. Thanks, guys. Well done, Harper. All right. All right. We'll, we'll be back with more right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid David Mike. All right, nice timing during that break you heard uh, from Nelson Cruz. Sid caught up with Nelson Cruz. He's not a twin that we've heard a lot from. Let's listen in. Why are you having those hot streaks? How do you account for them? Well, um, just to be able to play every day, you know, um, and prepare myself for um, every game. That's the way um, I guess you can be more consistent. Do you take a lot of batting practice? Um, not really. We don't take much part in practice. I take my um, routine on the cage. That's what keeps you sharp, yeah. Who's helped you the most with your heading? Well, um, a lot of coaches through the years. Um, but I think experience is the one that they can keep you sh- sharp, you know. I don't think anyone can teach you uh, better than yourself. Talk about uh were the other clubs interested in you besides your twins? And why did you pick the twins? Yeah, uh, it was a few of the clubs that wanted my service, but um, 
like I say in other locations, um, uh, even before I came to be part of the Tweens, uh, I thought it was a good fit and that uh, uh, was the right call. When you came here, did you expect anything like this? Yeah, something similar. Uh, like I say, we always believe in each other. I think as a team, we um, we know what we can do. It was just part, uh, um, especially for young guys to click, you know, and be able to be consistent on a daily basis. The younger players are pretty good. Talk about some younger players. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone out there, you know. Uh, we go from Polanco to Kepler, uh, Boxton, uh, Mitch, you know. Uh, the position players and and they all doing the job. Any players on the team really surprise you? Um, I think Polanco is the one. You know, he give you a uh, consistent about every day. How about playing for the manager? Is he compared to other managers? Um, he's very calm. You know, he give you the confidence also to 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 go out there and play and be yourself. So. Um, as a player, especially for the young guys, uh, that definitely is a huge impact for them. How about your pro- approach at the plate? Have you changed anything this year? Not really. Um, I mean, you go through a bats, you know, and, and uh, try to find an idea how how they're gonna pitch against you, what, they, what how they're gonna attack you, and then you go from there. How would you compare? The hitting coach James Rosen with another hitting coach you work with. Well, he's one of the best. I mean, he give you a lot of information. He's always in, in top of other hitters, so um, he give you the best chance to perform. How about your wrist? Is that a hundred percent? Yeah, the wrist is good. Uh, I feel hundred percent. How much did that handicap you? The what? Sorry. How much did that, did that handicap you for for a while? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was out for a while. You know, it's something that, as a hitter, you don't want to deal with because that's uh, one of the pieces that they get you good and um, they push you to perform. So definitely you don't want to have any issue with risk. You think this team can keep this up? <clears throat> definitely, yeah. I mean, um, you're going to go through struggles as part of the long season, but definitely at the end of the day, um, we are a very consistent team, and uh, we have what it takes to win to win the daily basis. Seattle hit home runs like this at all? Yes, they do. Yeah, there was in one at one point in the year uh, leading the leading homers. We we passed them, so definitely yeah. we could hit more homers than then. You have a two-year deal here. Are you happy to be here? Definitely, yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, like I say, it was the right call. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. Oh, that was Nelson Cruz. Uh, we'll take a quick break. You come back and talk. Uh, listen to Paul Molitor, who had some really interesting things to say about the, this team. His first year, not their manager. He's a big fan. We're going to hear that right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, we are back. As we said, Sid had a chance to catch up with Paul Molitor. It's really an interesting uh, interview. Let's listen in. Are you surprised how well the team is going? Uh, you know, I I wouldn't say I'm surprised. Uh, you know, when they when they make changes um, and they brought in some people that are performing extremely well. You know, the maturation of some of these players that have, have uh, been around here for a while, and it's just kind of all come together. You know, I give Rocco a lot of credit, and the players certainly have performed. They they've put themselves in an outstanding position here. How about the home run? 
Well, I, I think in general, uh, you know, just a lot of home runs we see in the game and the, th- the three-tier outcomes, there's no question. It's it's just a different it's a different game to watch. Um, as far as the Twins team, it's just, I don't know if it's contagious as much as that they, they got some results early. I think the veteran players took some pressure off some of our younger players, and it just seems like um, they go up there with the idea that, you know, maybe tonight's my night, but if not, the guy behind me's got my back, and they keep finding ways to pick each other up. But it's been impressive to see, to see the consistency of the power display. Can your bullpen hold up? Um, you know, I don't know why not. I, I'm sure that uh, there's a lot of talk about what they need to do, and, and believe me, Derek and Thad uh, will do the right thing by the team. But, you know, I'm a big fan of the people that are here. Um, I've seen a lot of them develop into dependent uh, quality relievers. And, uh, you know, the fact that they're kind of giving guys different opportunities to do different things on different days, I think that only makes you better in the long run. How about Gibson? Are you surprised what he's done? I'm not surprised. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about a lot of things, um, you know, rooting for this team and having them perform the way they did. But there's no question I never hit it, and I wouldn't, you know, Byron's one of my favorite people. And uh, to see him come out and, and perform the way that he has, I, I couldn't be any more pleased than I, than I am for Byron. How about Kepler? Well, you know, Max has had uh, his moments along the way, and I think he's just kind of been looking to find a way to, uh, you know, keep improving his game. You know, the power numbers are up. The production numbers are up. He looks very confident against left-handed pitching. Um, Again, it's just the way that these guys are all blending together. I I think it's just a case where, um, you know, the young players are, are, are feeling comfortable and doing their thing, and the veterans are providing leadership and Overall, you know, don't, don't forget the starting pitching because that's been huge, but they, they just seem to have all facets covered right now. Polenko? I'm sorry? Pol- Pol- Polenko. Oh, yeah, uh, Polanco. He's, uh, you know, I, I think that a lot of us um, over the years here thought he was going to develop into one of the better hitters in the league to be, you know, possibly a guy who contends for batting titles. Um, you know, he's figured out uh, his balance from both sides of the plate. You know, the right side took a little while to catch up to the left side. And you can see how he's developed his confidence defensively, too. So just a complete player can, can beat you in a lot of ways. What do you remember most about Maurer? Well, you know, I, I, I was fortunate to know Joe as a youngster in St. Paul. I had a chance to see him play a few times. You know, his high school coach was a good friend of mine, a former teammate, and we used to talk about Joe quite a bit. And I, I was very excited when he he rose up the Twins' ladder in, into the number one slot. You know, I, I, I saw him perform in the minor league before he got up here. You know, to, to, to carry the burden that he has of being the local guy, um, the face of the franchise, um, he couldn't have handled any better, and I, I'm really proud of him for what he's done, and certainly deserving of this honor. How much you miss baseball? You know, I miss it. It's part of your. It's part of how you're wired. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm really enjoying some of the benefits of not having to be around the game day to day, and particularly my kids. But um, yeah, it's it's in your blood. Um, but you know, I, I'm making do. As far as taking advantage of the time that I've been given, I haven't had a free summer like this in about 40 years, so it's going well. Thank you. Okay. Love you. 
<laughs> All right. That was Paul Molitor. We've got uh, about 15 seconds here just to preview what's coming up. Uh, Ken Herbeck will join us at 10.05, about uh, 11.05, 11.15. It's going to be um, uh, uh, Taylor Rogers. And we're going to give you a chance to get involved on the phone at about. So stick around. We'll, we'll give you that time uh, when it comes. You'll listen to the Sports Auto with Sid, Dave, and Mike. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.